Hey guys, it's Heather. Uh, so this week's episode is with uh, close personal friend Lisa Chenu. She comes to the studio of the world famous comedy store and we spend a lot of time talking about the unknown. So this episode should be interesting, especially if you're a skeptic and we kind of think that we saw a ghost in the basement of the comedy store. We're not sure, but listen to it and uh, you'll see towards the end. Uh, I do have shows coming up um, March 19th. I will be at the Dime in Hollywood on March 20th. I will be at Flight's Bar in uh, El Segundo. Well, actually, I think it's Hawthorne, but it's on El Segundo Boulevard. But that's a great show uh, run by Dave Williamson. On April 1st, I'll be at Chatterbox Comedy Night in Covina. And then on April 10th, I'll be back roast battling at the Comedy Store versus Guam Felix. So those are just some of my upcoming dates. I do have dates uh, coming up in Seattle and most likely Portland that will be added uh, to my website soon. You can find those on unrulymaruli.com. So enjoy this episode with me and Lisa Chanu. starts out the same I always my guest looks like they want to say something and then I say don't say anything until I introduce you so let's see we're back in the studio of the uh, world famous comedy store in the haunted basement allegedly haunted you know we'll ask her guest what she thinks of, of this place <laughs> she'll probably say yeah there's a problem here but it's one of my good friends one of my closest friends in comedy and just in life, you know, Lisa Chanu. Here she is. I know how podcasts work. I wasn't going to talk <laughs> before I was introduced. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I know. How people just jump in there. I know. Namely people, you know, who are... Men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. I've had it happen repeatedly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, guys, learn to listen. Um, Yeah, I'm sure it's haunted in here. It's fine. Why do you think that? Do um, you get vibes? No, I, well, I forgot my stuff today. Oh. I didn't bring anything, like, good Yeah, good I asked you stuff. to bring, what did I ask you to bring? Tarot cards. cards. I forgot everything, so that already is, like, This is my bad. I should have. I probably didn't, I probably subconsciously didn't want to bring them here. Because of the energy in this probably. building? Probably. Oh. Or, I mean, also, I just feel like it's an older building for LA. And a lot of That's weird true. shit has happened here. So it's like, yeah. That's sure. true. There probably Did you watch this? Shit. There's this documentary I watched on, I think it's on Showtime. And it was called, like, 
the Sunset Strip. And it's like oh, the history of the Sunset that Strip. That sounds cool. Yeah, because, okay, so like back in like the early 20th century, like turn of the century, this entire area, like this entire hill, like there, it was basically like a dirt road cutting through poinsettia fields. Isn't that crazy? Yikes, that's hella poison. Oh, are you poinsettias are poisonous. Yeah. Like, isn't it like if an animal eats them, don't they die or yeah, something? Yeah, I think they're really poisonous. They are. So that is fucking. That's crazy. And then built bef- on the fields of poisonous ground. <laughs> right. And then the know. history of this building itself, it used to be Mob. a nightclub yeah. called Ciro's. And it was Mob owned, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it was like a big rat pack hangout. Right. Sammy Davis cool. Jr., I think, I think he performed here. The night he lost his eye in a car accident. Really? Did you know he had a fake glass eye? Yeah. So I think he performed here and was like driving to Vegas to do (laughs) and got in an accident and he he lost his fucking eye. I'm very interested in this kind of era of haunting and of violence and stuff. I think it's very interesting. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of like podcasts on like uh, Hollywood crime and murder and stuff some of them are so creepy i can't even listen to it like which ones or like which specific murder stories well well one of the things that i keep getting hung up on is do you know that hotel downtown that's like super haunted the elisa lamb story well not even just that but the stuff that's happened there before elisa lamb you know that the night stalker used to stay there right the yes yes yes, exactly that is so terrifying yeah richard ramirez yeah it used to be called the cecil hotel now it's called the stay on me it is like it still looks scary as fuck right they've tried to like rebrand it yeah because it's right around the corner from Coles. i think Mm -hmm. yeah because i um actually i was downtown last night so I went to I went to like a party at this like private club and we've talked about this a little bit, but yeah. it was kind of um it was interesting. <laughs> they didn't they didn't have vodka, folks. They didn't have vodka at a, an alleged full it's bar. I was wondering if it was like some sort of like a an ethnicity thing or something. No, it's they think <laughs> vodka's supposed to be like the less. Is it supposed to be like trash? Drink. Yeah. Well but I guess I'm like, trash then. It's not trash. <laughs> It's the easiest it's thing not. to drink. It, that's it why, mixes it doesn't with have most flavor. things. It doesn't have flavor. That's why bartenders think it's like not. But it's it's good. Who cares? Right. And it's the least likely to give you a hangover out of all these like, you know, all these like brown liquors. Yeah. And I feel like it's low in carbs. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong about that. So, yeah. So after this party, you know, I was wandering around downtown. I tried to go to another party, but we know what happened there. I wasn't able to get in. <laughs> Look, guys, you know, I, I've accepted. I've accepted that uh, I've grown into my face as a, Ew, a woman in her early 30s. I don't 30s. get carded anymore. And I'm like, oh, no. Really? Starting, yeah. Fuck. Even at the grocery store. I'm like, When man. you buy, like, a bottle of wine or something. Yeah. They don't ask for your ID. Not I But all. I think at some places they have to scan your ID, don't they? <laughs> they don't give a fuck about me. They're like, <laughs> like a Trader Joe's. Bitch. They like, they actually like swipe it or something. A Trader Joe's, I think they card me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's getting sad for me. But yeah, um, I mean, getting in places is so overrated anyway. That's true. No, I mean, I feel like I went through a lot of my like, oh, I I need to go out, you know, type mm-hmm. phase. I think everybody goes through that, like in their twenties, early twenties. I used to like, go to. I need to go out in me high too. school. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What kind of nightclubs did you go to? In Mexico, they're like... um, Oh, you mean like Senor Frogs and places like that? (laughs) uh, So where I'm from is like 
the border town of Juarez, Mexico. So it's not, there's no, mm-hmm. it's not a tourism place. It's oh, like no. a drug land. It's really dangerous. Um, but the nightclubs are like, they have something called drink and drown, mm-hmm. which is you pay a cover and then you don't pay for any drinks. So it's like $10 to get any drink, whatever you want behind the bar. 10 American night. dollars. 10 American dollars. Right. Which, and that's like 100 pesos. It's insane <laughs> that you can do that. Yeah. You just drink as much as you want. Right. But I've heard stories about like liquor in Mexico being like shady as fuck. It right? is. It's gross. But it's also just like you just they just you just drink Coronas. Oh. You know, you just like drink as because it's like you don't want the ice. You don't want the probably don't want the mixer. Oh, yeah. You know, well, ice anywhere you are in any restaurant in any bar. That's the dirtiest area. Yeah. Of a bar or restaurant. That's why so many people like they'll order like water, no ice, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because they're trying to avoid... I get the ice, guys, because I'm trying to build immunity. I like the so. ice, too. I feel like the fruit's dirtier than the ice, probably. The, the fruit? Oh, because it's being touched by bartender and they're hands. Not, they're not like cleaning their hands as often as you think they are. I'm sure. It's gross. It is gross. This is making me think a lot of... Rethink a lot of choices. <laughs> um, okay, so I wasn't able to get into the second place, so I started walking down to... I guess I needed to get an ATM. You know, for reasons that will remain fully <laughs> <laughs> anonymous, unknown. I um, I found a taco truck. I stopped for some tacos, and I found myself on. I was on like Ninth and Hill. I was like maybe two blocks away from the stay on Main, and immediately in my head, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, I believe it. That have you I, that watched that crazy. elevator video? Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, first up, for people who don't know this story, just look, just Google Elisa Lamb. She, this girl, she was a student visiting L.A., right? Supposedly. Uh, a, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? On a trip. Anyway, long story short, she disappeared. She was staying at the Cecil Hotel. And then how many days later was it when they found her? Like two Three weeks or, or something? Five. Yeah, I don't know. It was a while. It was crazy. They found her dead body in one of the water towers on top of the hotel. And it was like a thing where... It was like it shut. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to get. Yeah, it was shut. No, it was really. It would yeah. have been really hard because it, yeah, it would have been really hard I to think get in. The yeah, lid yeah. of it. I think it was something like eight hundred pounds or something. Yeah and, yeah, and this is like a tiny, you know, small petite Asian woman. And it's. It seems almost impossible that it would just be her just getting in there and dying. Right. Like something had to happen. But there's a video of her in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like she's like. To me, it kind of looks like she's like pressing the button and the doors aren't closing. So she like looks out to see if someone's pressing up or down, you know, to keep the doors open. Right. So she keeps looking out and like you can't see anything outside of the elevator. So you don't know right. who's there or if anyone's there. She mm-hmm. kind of looks scared. I thought so. Yeah. And she's kind of like frantically like. She's pressing a lot of buttons. Pressing and like, the buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people were trying to say like, because didn't she have like bipolar disorder? And people were trying to say it was yeah. because of that. I was like, I don't think so. I think that, yeah, I guess some people speculate that going off of your medicine uh, gets you manic. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I don't know if you're bipolar. You can write in. Let me know. <laughs> Yeah. Tweet at me. I but don't know. I don't know. It's it's very like strange. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't see it doesn't really seem like someone having a manic episode. It seems like there's something crazy happening that we can't all see that she does. Right, exactly. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia page about it. Do you it, think this building is haunted like that? 
No. I don't either. No. I And I actually have a pretty good... Um, well, my mom is kind of psychic intuitive. Like, she she like speaks to the dead in her dreams and such. And I haven't really inherited that. Um, it's not as intense as it is for her. But I do... I pick up vibes. I pick up vibes on people. Like, I, I can sense if somebody's, like, has an evil energy. Malintent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing where you're able to... I feel like you can tell when someone's intentions are bad, don't you? I mean, not all people, but yeah. <sighs> not always. But, like, there's pe- there's been people where, like, I'm... Oh, this is an evil person. And I feel it, like, so deeply. And then everybody else, like, loves them. And we I'm were like, talking about this at your birthday. It's like, the fuck? Like... Were we? Yeah, one of your coworkers. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> He's not listening. He doesn't know how to access a podcast. He can't even move files onto a CD. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I hope he's not listening. Uh, no, he's not listening. Um. Yeah. So I have kind of like I do pick up vibes on places. Um. Because where I went to college, there's uh, one of the buildings where I had classes in. It's very famous for having uh, a really bad fire. Have you heard of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory? Mm-mm. Okay, so it was this um, really bad fire in like, I think it was like 1907 or something like that. I'm going to pull it up because this is important. Um, so this was in New York and it was like one of those like garment factories where like a bunch of like young immigrant girls were working oh march 25th 1911 is when it okay. yeah and so yeah it's at it's at the brown building which is the science building where i went at nyu not bragging and um <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened was that during so there a fire got started and i think it was from like maybe like an ember from like a I don't know, like a cigarette that somebody was putting out or something. And what ended up happening is because of like, you know, the way labor was back then. Like there was just like this huge like mistrust of like and distreatment of employees. So they like the doors were locked from the Ugh. from the outside. That kind of shit's so, terrifying. Yeah. Me. So they were locked in and it's I think like so 146 people died <gasps> in this. That is awful. That I think that is like my. And like women phobia. were like, you know, it was getting so hot in there that, you know, people start like jumping out the building Windows, and there were just yeah. like bodies all around. Um, so I've been in that building a lot. I mean, I had, it's attached to the art and science building. Like there's like two buildings like right next to each other. And there's like a a section of stairs that kind of connects them. And this, this stairwell is always like pretty empty, but there are two stairwells that are always really full and like crowded before and after classes. So like there's been a few times where I took the less crowded stairs. And one time I was on the stairs and like immediately I got so fucking nauseous on one of the landings because I was coming down from the ninth floor and that's like the top of the Mm -hmm. building and I and I was like I was like this is sickening right now like I was like so nauseous it was freezing and I was just like I need to get the fuck out of here like and there was definitely something in there like I know that so that's like one experience I've had yeah. You know, with the supernatural. I, I can imagine that. I, I have, like, developed claustrophobia. Like, I'm developing it more and more as I get older. Uh-huh. And I, like, I don't know what it's from, but that in particular, being locked inside mm-hmm. and not being able to get out is 
I think one of my greatest fears. Oh, that's yeah, that's so scary. It's so scary. Yeah, I've had that in dreams a lot where yeah, a lot of my dreams are about like escape or the one I have most frequently is about like being late for something. Yeah. <laughs> but I my, think that's I'm, more about like that's like a symbol of like what I feel about my the state of my life or something. I don't my know. My recurring dream is like being trapped under hot metal like Having, oh like, my god crab walk out of like a maze it's awful really it's terrifying do you have that a lot a lot it's a uh, it's a claustrophobia and anxiety dream. i mean i think right you know i don't know but doesn't it symbolize something else yeah i mean maybe <laughs> i'm sure it does i'm sure it's like running away from your problems i don't know sure i don't know I have don't know. you ever had any weird like supernatural yeah type at encounters. uh open mic where I, at the good night i mean not the good night sorry the other door oh yeah right, very close in distance um at the other door and i was standing you know uh like that back room kind of where all that broken shit is by the bathrooms yeah like you know where everyone like stands in the back by where the bucket is yeah yeah i was standing back there I was with someone, and I, I think it might have been Madison or somebody, but they weren't, like, standing near me. Mm-hmm. I think they were at the bar or something, and I just felt, like, a hand down my back on one side of my back, and I turned around, and there's nobody. Right. Not even close by. Yeah. And I, because I, I just thought it was Madison or whoever, I don't remember mm-hmm. who I was with, like, coming to grab me for whatever reason. Right. And I turned around, and no, no one was there. Uh-huh. And it was fucking bone chilling i was terrified Mm -hmm. and i mean it didn't seem like malicious like i thought it was a friend you know Uh at first but then like shortly after that one of the people that worked there committed suicide what yeah and that kind of freaks me out too like a bartender i think it was like a bar back and it was really sad really sad about it oh shit so I don't know. I think that place is haunted as fuck. You did a tarot reading for me in there once. I know. <laughs> I know. That's well, weird. Yeah. Like I said. Was that before or after that? After. But I feel like, like I said, it didn't feel uh, malicious to me. Mm. Whatever the thing that touched yeah. me. Well, see, that's the thing about the comedy store is like, I don't think what's in here is really that bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't spend that much time here. Well, I something gross happened to me here, but not. Oh sure. Uh, it was like there was like a roach crawling up the wall, and oh, there was a roach. It really, it was really I've gross. Seen, I've seen roaches we in were, a lot of comedy yeah, venues, guys. We were freaking out, but <laughs> it wasn't like it got handled. I promise, but it was just like you yeah. know when people are like, "Oh, spooky place," and then you see like a nasty bug in it. That's gross. Sure. But I've never, I haven't spent that much time here to feel like. I come here a few times a week. Yeah. So you don't think it's malicious? No, I do think if you're in the uh have you been in the the back bar mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Um that area on the stairs, there's two different sets of stairs, the one that goes up to the belly room and one that goes up to the manage manager's office. The one in the manager's office is a little weird. Yeah. Mhm. S- stairs with you, huh? stairs <laughs> no that's not that recurring that's yeah i am just in two things i mean that makes sense why because the belly room it 
like if you're going up that way, it's more public, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get to outside too. Oh, but you're, you're talking about the stairs on the outside. I'm no, talking no, about the ones under, in the from back. the bar. Like if you're going up, yeah, like back. You're gonna get to the, the bathroom kitchen. and then you can go out, right? Yeah. But if you're going the other way, mm-hmm. you're cornered. So it seems like more bad things probably would happen. Oh, in that yeah. Office than in you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Oof. <laughs> Guys, everything's fine. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. feel fine. I feel like the vibe's nice in here. There's a uh, xylophone. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. I don't know who uses that. Probably that that guy who's always in character who I don't like. Um, oh, God. It. It's this I guy did. who does this bit called Goat versus Fish. Have you seen this? No. Please don't. Okay. Yeah, I'll skip <laughs> he, it. No, he did it on Potluck. Is he a Capricorn? I can look this guy up on Facebook and tell you. Because uh, he's like Capricorn always in character. Goat, right? And it's always like the most annoying thing in the world. If there's the the most annoying thing to the world in the world to me is, you know, somebody who's like always on, like a comic who's just like always on or mm-hmm. all it really gets me annoyed. Which is kinda like, um, you know, the other night we were hanging out with somebody who kind of does that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. And I'm always like, stop. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty hilarious. You do? Yeah. I just think it's like, I, well, it's the opposite of self-aware. And I think that's funny. No. OK. So this guy, his birthday is September 9th. OK. Well, I just said because you said I've never met him. I just said because you said I've never even talked fish. to this guy because he he doesn't even like he's not normal you know yeah i don't know him i haven't seen the fish versus goat <laughs> i i do know that capricorns are goat fishes sea goats oh so right wait what's yours taurus right oh boy yeah yep oh boy i'm a cunt my dad's a <laughs> what can i say that's a Taurus. My dad was so mean, you know. I and I've actually, you know, recurringly I've been involved with a lot of Taurus men. Mm-hmm. And also, what's the one right before that? Aries? Mm-hmm. I a lot of Aries and Taurus. I feel like Aries men know how to fuck for sure. <laughs> I feel like they do. My last boyfriend was an Aries. Did he know how to fuck? Yeah, but so, I'm just saying so far. I had one complaint. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, I don't know if you <laughs> want to air it or not, but I don't know. I just <sighs> I had a funny thing with a Taurus th- this week. I didn't. I had to scratch out the person's name and stuff, but I, I, I just said I was feeling sad, and then Wait, I got like a, the, I, I don't know if what? you should read it a out Taurus? loud, but I'm not gonna. Read I got a bunch of messages, and I'm like, that's so Wait, Taurus. This is, is this from a man? Yeah. Okay, hold on. We have some dead air right now. It's just that I said I was feeling sad, and then a guy what is, was like, what I, is the part I love you forever. I, didn't, I, I had to send it to someone, and I think where he told me where he <laughs> was, and I think that gives away who it is. Oh. Um, but yeah, I just, it was like a lot of messages about him, and I was like, I didn't ask, but that is such Can a tourist thing to do. Can their name? Yeah. And then I'll. I'm not going to say anything. I, but I just I'll think react it, to it is like a tourist thing to do to be like, if I just said I wasn't coming out because I didn't feel well, and then it was like all these really nice compliments. 
And it that's oh. not it's not like I'm not like dissing him. I just think it's funny because it's like I was like, okay, I didn't ask, but that is what I do in text messages too. I'm like, you're the king, you're the queen, you're the best. <laughs> it's okay, you know. Oh, really? You say those things? When people tell me they're sad, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. One of my fr- one of my friends is sad right now. Oh really? Yeah. Why? I can't be that specific. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are they okay? No, he'll be fine. Oh, okay. But um, no, he told me last night he was sad. I was like, it'll be okay. So I'm writing it down, did guys. You, this is the thrill for you. Did you I'm send a bunch of compliments? Were you like, you're the best? Yeah, I told him. I told him he the thing he specifically thought about. I was like, you're you're the best at this. So it's fine. I was like, it'll be okay. So maybe it's not a tourist thing. He well, this person is. Um, <laughs> I don't know which. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. You do? Well, I know who, who you were with last night. No, not him. Oh, okay. Different person. Oh, well, I mean, that's <laughs> like a silly thing to be sad about. No, but he cares a lot. I know. Everyone cares a lot. Everyone cares. I don't know about that. I well, I think why? I grew up in a household with people who don't care. No, but everyone <laughs> in comedy cares. Oh, sure. You know. No. The bad ones don't give a fuck. Who? I'm saying bad well, comics who, don't bad give comic a fuck that about. Care? I'm trying to think. I can't think of one. You can't think of a bad comic? Not one that doesn't care. They, I know that <laughs> they, they might not be good, but they still care. About their how well they do? Yeah, they try. They get upset when they do bad, you know, which is all the time because they're bad. Must be rough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I know, get, what, I I don't know what that's like. I get like that. I don't I, know what that's like. I get no, in I'm fucking kidding. modes where I have eight bombs in a row and I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Sucks. I get, well, what I do now is I get so frustrated with whatever set i'm running or the material i'm doing i'm like i hate this like oh, I, I started I, taking it out on the audience it it's not nice oh either. you do that i have started to and i'm trying to break the habit i yeah i've never it's really like, done that i just get so angry and i'm like this works why are you <laughs> i'm sure i have started doing this thing sometimes where all like the other night i walked up to i was talking about um one of my ex-boyfriends who used to steal stuff <laughs> and <laughs> And I was like, hey, I dated a guy who used to get like sandwiches made in grocery stores and walk out without paying for them. God, we all dated that, that guy. <laughs> we've all fucking dated that dude. You're such a loser if you're listening. <laughs> if you steal shit that you can afford to buy, you're such a loser. Yeah. Well, I mean, he told me he did it like for the thrill. And I was yeah. like, you're 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is wrong go with you? I was like, because you can get arrested for that. Also, go b- ride a bike on a busy street if you got to be thrilled. He does ride a bike <laughs> on a busy street. Yeah, but I, so what I do now is I'll talk about all these fucked up things in my life and I'll be like, is this relatable? And then I'll get in people's faces with the mic. That <laughs> so, sounds like blaming the audience. No. That sounds like what I'm doing. No, so on, at Hollywood Hotel the other night, I, I went up to somebody. <laughs> I, I put the... I put the mic in their face. I was like, have you ever stolen a sandwich from Ralph's without paying for it? I put the mic in his face. He goes, no. And I was like, you're full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's just funny. I've been doing a lot of like audience like interaction stuff where I'll ask them a question and I'll be like, (laughs) I'll have, I'll hold the mic out for them to respond. Crowd work. 
It's my new form of crowd work. I think it. I think it works. I think it hits really hard, actually. That's cool. It's fun. I think. I it's usually fun. pick out one person I don't like and then say something really mean about them midway through my set. Somebody you know? If my set's or not just going somebody? Well. No, somebody. Somebody who's not laughing. Last time I did it, there was some girl that was like, it was on Valentine's Day, and she was talking really loud, and I was like, I like as fine as a bar show. It wasn't like mm-hmm. interrupting anything, mm-hmm. um, but she was like being loud and. She was clearly like drunk and looking for something, and I was like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure that girl over by the bar wants to get fucked," and I feel bad for saying that. <laughs> but she was like being so desperate and thirsty. It was like uh, we get it, you know, we get it. You're alone. It's Valentine's Day. You came to a bar. You're trying to find a guy. I felt pretty relaxed on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm sure you weren't in a bar drinking alone, and <laughs> talking very loudly. Like, I don't even know what I did. Wasn't it on a Wednesday? Wednesday. I think I did homework and is it important to you? It's close to your birthday, so it feels like maybe Oh, I hosted it a be. mic. Huh? It's close to your birthday, so it feels like maybe it wouldn't be important to you. That it wouldn't be? Valentine's Day. Well, yeah. I feel like it has been in the past. Like I've gotten really sad where like I don't know. Like I've never really had Well, I have had boyfriends who were like really, really thoughtful, but this was like, you know, like years ago. <laughs> it's been a really long time i was thinking about this this makes me so sad like the last time somebody told me i love you like in a romantic context and i know they really meant it that was like in the last time that happened was in july 2013 it's five years that's not too bad it isn't nah I was actually on the the patio of the comedy store a couple, the week of Val. It was two days before Valentine's, and I was talking to somebody on the patio, and I was like, yeah, I haven't gotten flowers from a guy in like, well, I mean, my boyfriend last year got me something, but you know, whatever. But I haven't had somebody like send me flowers, you know, in like five years, and I was telling them that. And this British girl, she's so I don't know her name. She's so funny. If you're listening to this, which you're probably not. <laughs> You're one of the funniest comics. She really, I, but I, she doesn't go up at a lot of, I don't know what her deal is, but she's British and she's so deadpan, like that British yeah, like yeah. deadpan humor. And she looks up, she goes, well, it, nobody sent me flowers either. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, and I, I look at her, I'm like, this is about me. <laughs> I was like, this is about me. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, a lot of women think flowers are cursed and I've kind of had Cursed that. because yeah. they die. Um, no, I think it's because they're associated with getting beaten by your husband. What? Yeah, or like a fight, or him cheating, or they're like, it's, you get flowers when he fucks up. Oh, you mean like a makeup thing? And I've, I've had that I think that more about jewelry. Oof, not me. Get me jewelry, fool. (laughs) Like when Kobe Bryant got that ring for his wife after the whole rape thing. The yeah, rape but that's ring? Just because they're rich. <laughs> Would you want a rape diamond from Fuck somebody? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I want flowers. <laughs> um, no, I mean the uh yeah, I've had that experience a little bit with guys where it's like I've really gotten flowers for like the wrong reasons. Sure. So I don't really care. But my boyfriend this year did get me flowers on Valentine's Day, and I thought that was nice. Yeah. Well, I especially just like surprises. Uh, Aquarius. I don't like them. Surprises? <laughs> Not really. They don't thrill me. Yeah, but I'm so specific about the things that I like. 
Is that Aquarian too? Yeah. Or I'm like, if it's you not have, this, then I don't like you it. You have a weird taste. You have a specific style, and like, yeah, yeah. I think you're just Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, I would say because a lot of Aquarians like aren't they described as like eccentric? Like I'm pretty yeah. eccentric or androgynous or androgynous. Yeah, like you're. You probably have a hold on your masculine and feminine energies. Oh my god, I think I definitely have like. I mean, it sounds so backward to say, but I definitely feel like I have sort of like a masculine and feminine thing. Like, I'm, I think I'm like really like, fem- like I dress really feminine. Like I wear dresses, like I'm girly, like I love makeup and jewelry and all that stuff. But then like, as far as like my personality and like power and like asserting myself, I feel kind of masculine in a lot of ways. I think that's Aquarian. Guys don't like that. Well, <laughs> as far as relationships go, do you feel like you... um I think something with Aquarius people is like you may attract people, but you don't necessarily um, you don't necessarily need to lead that into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you may want to just like I know you like me, but like I'd rather you just like be my friend, book me on a bunch of shit and like or or I'd rather use that energy for the good of the world. That's another one. I don't care about the world. You don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do. <laughs> I do care about that. Um, no, did you see Drake's new video for God's plan? I heard about it. Did you cry? Oh, you didn't, didn't watch it? I didn't click. <laughs> I cried. He like does all these like charitable things. I'm like, I want to do that. I don't know. Exactly. Like I would do that. Like if I had the money and, you want people to and love the you power so you of that. Like that. Oh, that's so interesting because I, I, I kind of have, this is kind of bad. I think it's bad where I have this tendency where if I really like somebody, like I'll be kind of like generous with them and like give gifts and stuff. And for a while I won't expect anything at all. And then eventually I'll be like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this isn't a even thing. I've done, I've been guilty of that a lot. I think that's why I don't like surprises. I have a hard time with gifts. I feel like with I, accepting them. Yeah, I don't like I don't like it, help. I don't like people doing stuff for me either. Oh, sure. It's really hard for me to ask. But also, I think like with gifts, I always feel like I need to reciprocate equal, reciprocate equally. Right. And so, like, if somebody surprises me with something, I feel like I don't have something to give back. Right. And so for me, that's kind of hard. Right. Hmm. Whereas for you, it just hits later. You're like, all right, I give you six things. Give me one. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I give and I give and I give. And then I'm like, when do I get one thing? You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, I never ask for help. I never ask for help and I want it. Does that make any sense? Like I, I've, cause I learned to like parent myself basically from a young age because my parents, you know, I love my mom like so much. Like I, she's an amazing woman. But did I feel as though, you know, she was like kind of there for me in the way I needed her? I don't think so. Like I've never feel, really felt comfortable talking with her about a lot of things. I don't know what it is, but I think that may be like a generational thing too. Of like, sure. I think our generation specifically like didn't get sex talks and shit. We didn't get. Oh, I didn't get that. We either. didn't get like. um I yeah, don't know. my mom never wanted to talk to me about boys or about like real shit. Oh yeah, like even now I can't even talk to her really about like relationships or yeah, sex and stuff like that. Like one of my best friends, like I'm able to talk to her mom about all that stuff. Like, it's different. I don't know. I'm fine. I'm in therapy. You're fine. <laughs> Every 
everything's fine. But, you know, from a young age, I, and especially with my father, like, he was never, like, it wasn't really, like, a parenting situation. Because he was always having tantrums. Like, he's a tantrum thrower, you know? Mm. Taurus. <laughs> Taurus, yes. Yeah. Yeah, May 12th. He wants his way. Yes. Mm. And um, so from a very young age, I was just always the person looking out for myself. And like, I became a control freak like very early on. My mom told me that when I was like seven, I got a B on something and I like banged my head against the wall a bunch of times. Which to me, that's a sign of a child who is having some sort of struggle with like perfectionism already. For sure. Yeah. They should have thought that as a red flag, but well, they did not. I think what's interesting is that normally if I saw that, I would think it was your parents forcing that on you, the perfectionism. But it seems yeah. like the opposite. No, I think perfectionism was a little forced on it me. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think both of my parents, both of my parents kind of have this thing where they feel like their lives didn't turn out the way they wanted, whatever that means. So they have this sort of like weird, like my father especially has this, like a weird resentment for the world. Like he always thought he should be like a millionaire or something. Well, what did he want to do? With exactly. Well, here's the thing. He didn't have a, a means. Yes, exactly. And he was always like involved in these like pyramid schemes and these like get rich Mm. quick things. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. Like, and he loved to gamble. Like, he Mm. went to like this gambling town all the time. So, like, I I knew from a young age something was off there, you know, because I learned, you know, because I worked so hard at school and all that stuff because I was you know, perfectionist. I needed to have A's all the time. I needed some sort of validation that mm-hmm. I wasn't getting at home. Um, so I became kind of like the opposite of him where, you know, I feel like I'm really trying to like do something with myself, yeah. you know, and I'm really driven, you know, because I don't understand this. It's illogical to me to like want to be rich and like not do anything <laughs> for it. You know, um, I don't know. There, It's just some kind of entitlement. Right. And I don't know where that's established. And well, he was pretty narcissistic. That makes sense. People also, you know, people just say it's because he's a man and I don't necessarily think that's true either. Oh. It's just like some people just feel like they deserve things. Some people feel like the Ponzi scheme should work for them. Right. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. Which I never understood. You know, like all these like, isn't Mary Kay like one of those things, Mm -hmm. like a pyramid scheme? Yeah, I think so. Ugh. I, I get so annoyed when I see people on Facebook. Like, it's a lot of people I went to high school with on Facebook. They're, like, constantly like, posting these, like, multi-level uh, marketing text me. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, like get your discount code for blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, God, stop. I know. Leave me alone. Well, everyone's trying There's to sell There's, like, an something. essential oils Ponzi scheme that's out there. I just think there. it's, like, sad because I think they do prey on women and, and like, especially new mothers and stuff like that. So. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Need some extra cash for diapers. Hawk these essential oils. Jesus. You know? It's awful. It's sad. Yeah. I have like four jobs, so. Yeah, I do a lot of I have so many hustles. Well, one of my first times in LA, one of my first things that I like got invited to was a fucking pyramid scheme. Oh, I I think you told me this. Yes. Awful. It was awful. Wait, is this the cult thing or the? No, is, or I, that that's happened a different to me thing. too. <laughs> that was like a yoga studio, but the yeah. no, it was 
I worked on this short film with this, and I was like this kid's boss. Uh huh. And I mean, not I'm not his boss. I was a superior on this particular project. And he invited me to this thing, and he said, "Hey, I'm doing this get together with some of the most successful people I know in LA." <laughs> I thought that That's meant a red flag. we worked in the on the f- thing together. I thought that sure. meant industry related. Yeah, it wasn't. It they was. were successful because no, it was a pyramid scheme of like selling face cream. Oh, and I was like, this fucking sucks. Right. I left. <laughs> I didn't even like stay for the whole thing. Yeah. Crazy. Miriam. <laughs> I think is what it's called. No, LA is full of a lot it's of gross. Uh, was it you I was telling this to the other day? I was I was just telling somebody like oh no, it was last night I was talking with uh Charles guys. He's been on the podcast three times now. Damn. Insane. That is crazy. <laughs> we have good rapport. Yeah. Um No, we were talking last night, I was like, um, you know, Los Angeles is just filled with every mentally ill person. <laughs> Yeah, it from is. their hometown. Yeah, you it know, is. it's like ever, the most delusional people. If you're mentally ill and semi attractive, you probably move here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I'm here. <laughs> 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 you know, even though I'm not like one of those, I don't know, like some of the women I see, I'm like, mm. what? Like hot chicks? <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. first off, like, you know, like they don't know that's not going to last forever. Oh, they have no idea. Well, so and the that, same with young, the same with me. young women, where they're like, oh, "Isn't this crazy? I wore my makeup ugly today." It's oh like, my god, we get it. All right, here's whatever. somebody. Here's, here's somebody who they annoy me. You you know who I'm I writing. know. I already know what you you're know. writing down. On us. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm young. It's like shut up. Yeah, okay. You're not gonna be young good forever. Luck. Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know. I I'm sure I was annoying when I was young too. Um, but um. I think I was very serious when I was young. Yeah. Like way more serious than I am now. That's kind of an Aquarius thing, maybe. Being serious? Yeah, (laughs) like being uh, an old soul. Oh, I had heard that my whole life. the end of the zodiac, so it makes sense. I heard, well, yeah, so it's like you're, it's the 11th cycle, right? Right, so second to last. But then what happens? Reincarnation, fool. Oh. I had a past life regression reading where I was told that. I was told in my most recent past life that I was some sort of like, I was like a kept woman, basically. I was someone's wife and I was like always like inside a house. Is that a fear of yours? Reading. Staying at home. That's interesting. Okay. Thank you. Because I cannot relax at home for like more than like a couple hours. Like I'll get like on the weekend, like on a Saturday, for example, I'll get up in the morning, you know, I'll, I'll maybe like watch a couple episodes of TV or whatever you know, eat breakfast. And then I'll be like, huh, I should get out. <laughs> like, and I constantly want to go out. Like I, I'll like on Saturdays, what I like to do, I like, I'll go to the movies, um, do some open mics, you know, it, like I'll try to find like a party or something social. I'll mm. go out by 12 and not come home until like two or three in the morning, you know? Yeah. And, but that, that's like a lot of the time. Like I constantly like being out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not able to really relax at home. I'm not a homebody well, that's person. that's probably 
related Why? to your past life. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is making sense because, okay. So this woman told me, she was like, yeah, you know, in, in this past life, you know, you were, you were, you were the wife of a successful guy and you constantly read and fantasized about a life outside. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, also <laughs> you were probably a Capricorn. Oh, right? and that if it goes in order I don't know that if way. it was that exact. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like Capricorn does the same thing every day. I don't know, you know if I had another life after that, though. I forget. Oh, you don't know if it was exactly the previous one to this. She told I me see. this was like the late 19th century. Okay, so maybe there was one or two in between. <laughs> I don't right. know. That's cool. I'm like getting into the idea of reincarnation, but it also makes me kind of sad because i'm like oh we just have to keep doing this over and over that but isn't the sucks. goal to reach enlightenment fulfillment or whatever it is that your life lesson is supposed to be doesn't every life have a lesson to it i guess, i think so i i think it does anyway even right. if reincarnation isn't real yeah every person's life has value and means something you know yeah but i can definitely tell like the things that i'm aiming for in this life because we've talked about this in my my birth card Mm-hmm. We've talked about this is that I have that like clash between like the professional and personal and wanting like both, but struggling to have both at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. The workaholic, right? Yeah. Is that what we did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I also just think like, um, you know, when I think about my dog, that's when I believe in reincarnation the most. And I'm like, I just hope one day like it would come back to me. You know, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I've been thinking about death a lot, I guess. But my mom still that time. My mom has told me about her past lives a little bit. And well, one of them match up with her fears. (laughs) Um. Oh, you know that's interesting. Let's talk about that. So my mom, when she she told me when she was like four years old, she was. Oh my god! I just made another connection. (laughs) I was. I just made another connection. She said she was walking up some stairs Uh-oh, with her sister are. with her older sister my aunt daisy and she said that she had like a powerful vision overcome her and that she was um she was like in like a desert type area like and she thinks it was in like india and that it was during whatever war that was like before gandhi came in there and she said that she died very young like That's in sad. some yeah. in some war in India and she and she said it was extremely vivid and that she she knew in that moment that she she remembers thinking I'm not in the right place right now I am not a four-year-old girl mm-hmm. Where am I? <laughs> like, that's, that's what she was saying. That's really crazy. Right. And especially when a child has it that vividly. Because they there uh, there is a lot of documentation of this, of children. Well, children, and this is maybe not factual, so, you know, do your own research. But mm-hmm. I think um, if you cross the astral plane when you're born and when you die, right? So mm-hmm. you're closer to it. So it's easier for you to understand. Right. Because it just happened. Whereas in, mm-hmm. in your middle age, you're further away from it. That so would make it sense. it seems like maybe it doesn't. Does something have to do with... Because you know you don't really have solid memories until you're like... I don't know. My, what's your earliest memory? I feel like mine is like late. Like people like talk about stuff. I think honestly if I think about it like... Maybe it's probably like going to a truck stop with my dad or something. Uh-huh. Which I, I had to be eight, right? 
Oh, wow. That is late. Because I don't even know if my mom would let me be alone with my dad for like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, that sounds super late, though. Eight? Yeah, that's what I mean. It sounds super like late, like late in life. I used to yeah. stare at the sun a lot when I was a kid. I my earliest memories, I was about three. Okay, like I remember my dad coming home. We lived in New York, and I remember my dad coming home from work. I remember it being cold. I remember one time he brought me a, a York peppermint patty. Oh yeah, and yeah, I remember one time I locked my baby sister in my parents' bedroom. And the fire department came and I like hid under a blanket. And, oh. <laughs> and I was like three and a half then, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I don't really remember much from being real young. Um, and I don't know, like I've been told stories. Sure. Then they, th- you know, you kind of force those memories into your brain. Yeah, of course. But it doesn't feel like a real memory to me. Right. And of course, you know, there's always pictures and you'll like see a picture and like, I have yeah. no idea, like when this happened or it's very interesting to me but what were you gonna say about the astral plane well is that connected to i think so because i think it's trauma. why you don't form memories super early yeah i think being born is a huge trauma huh don't you think i don't know like isn't there like when you're born isn't that when you experience like a dmt rush right same as when you die but is that because it's traumatic? So it, it, so it like counteracts the trauma, I guess? I think so, because it's like you're adjusting to a different environment. You're adjusting to like breathing air for the first time and yeah. like, you know, crying. Have you ever like, had any coming uh, out of you. near-death experiences? I almost got hit by a train mm-hmm. in a car. How old were you? 16. Oh, that's very... uh. 1950s yeah <laughs> teenage i also Susie q story <laughs> yeah i it was the same night as this bar i was at in mexico got raided so that whole night kind of felt like it was all a very near-death experience mm. i i once when i was um i think six years old five or six i my dad took me to the pool and i i swear to god i died really in and the pool. came back uh-huh did he revive you or did you no you just couldn't swim or what happened? No, no, no. I was like, I was like floating mm-hmm. in the pool and I think, I think I died and then I awoke and, and it was like so bright. It was like a bright white light. And then he, he was like freaking out and like pulled me out of the pool. It was weird. Uh, you might have. I still can't explain you, everything. Yeah. Have you ever had out of body experiences? like seeing myself outside of my body no i don't think so no one thing i do have a lot is i have a lot of sleep paralysis episodes yeah i feel like those are mean, OBE. Yeah. i feel like that's out of body experience i feel like those are OBE for sure no i well because um one of the most significant sleep paralysis episodes i had it was i mean you know there is this association with like demons and mm-hmm. there was an incubus on top of me in a ski Jesus. cabin i feel like this was the most OB. brutal episode i ever had where i was laying there it was in a ski cabin and one of my friends so it was upstairs we were in like the attic area of the cabin and one of my guy friends was like in the bed next to me not in the same bed but another bed across the way and I remember, like, just this, this like, really shadowy, heavy figure on top of me, like, trying to fuck me. And that's what an incubus does, guys. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's what it is. It's like a demon that tries to like impregnate women. And the succubus is the female version of that demon. I knew what that was, yeah. Right. So I remember it being on top of me and like trying to like basically like fuck me like a man would. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I remember like trying to scream, you know, and because in sleep paralysis, like you're not able to speak, you're not able to move. Mm -hmm. And every time I've had it, I, I try to like mentally like get myself out of it it's like when you're in a dream and your dream is so fucking terrifying have you ever like tried to like commit suicide in a dream to wake up no i've done that a lot i i'm i'm fucked up anyway i mean that makes sense i just wouldn't i when i have uh when i'm lucid enough that's not yeah my first so i remember screaming get off of me get off of me get off of me and finally it it went away and i remember like screaming out loud and i thought everybody fucking heard me and i asked them the next day i was like did you hear me screaming and they were like no i was like okay oh wow that was pretty that was one of the most intense episodes of sleep paralysis i've ever had that's another fear i have what i have a dream where i uh scream and nothing comes out oh yeah it's but it's so it's, it's, typical it's, female it's, comic it, <laughs> voice not being heard you know it's imposter just so, syndrome it's so dream? obvious what it is oh yeah yeah i don't know i feel like i have sleep paralysis more than most people. have you ever had it no i have uh they think there's a link between sleep paralysis and alcohol oh really mm-hmm. i've never had that i i have a recurring thing that happens right when i'm falling asleep that wakes me up when you feel like you're falling falling downstairs falling downstairs every time i've had it where like i'll 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 be kind of falling asleep and i i feel like i'm like just falling and i'm like (gasps) that's like a thing though right yeah people have that i feel like falling downstairs is Guys, if you're a neurologist yeah. or a Let neuroscientist, yeah, can you write into the podcast? Unrulingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Let me know. Let me, let me know how fucked up I am. I'd love to know. I don't think we are. I don't think we are I think we're. I think we're less fucked up. People don't talk about it, I feel like. No, people don't want to talk about anything, like, kind of out there because they they're afraid of judgment. Yeah. So, you know yeah well do you think like knowing that you're kind of psychic and you're intuitive in that way do you think that sometimes it's hard because like the majority of people who believe in aliens and stuff aren't like they're they're (laughs) like they say like aliens attack people who are on the outskirts of society on purpose Mm. So, do you feel like it's hard to talk about because you don't want to be seen like that? No. No. I think, I think I'm, I've, you know, I've always kind of had this, um, I've always kind of wanted people to know that I'm eccentric. Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I want people to see me. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, I want this person to know that I'm kind of fucking crazy. That's cool. So I'll like say things that are like, like, oh, so like, um, like Kevin Tinkin, we were talking about crystals Mm -hmm. and he's like, they're rocks. And I was like, well, yeah, they are rocks. But I explained to him, I was like, they, these are rocks that are millions of years worth of particles and energy combining together into a powerful 
piece of rock, yeah. you know? And and he looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I had yeah. I had Everett put one on his third eye. I was like, like, can you tell the difference? And he was like, well, kind of. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but it's just a rock. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I you understand know. that. But I think also women, I mean, typically and socially women have been um, like socialized to have jewelry and mm-hmm. metal and rock and like all these yep. things since a long, long time ago. Yep. And men have had that less. Right. So I think it's like, and for me, one of the things I I just realized recently, like one of the things I am most superstitious about is my jewelry mm. where I'm like, oh, these earrings are like giving me weird vibes or whatever. And that is a rock. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. You say that part. because I have a bracelet that like an ex-boyfriend gave to me and he got it. Um, He got it on like a trip to Peru. And, you know, I used to wear it all the time, but he was, like, abusive. And now I look at it, I'm like, I, I don't think I should even have this. Like, yeah, but I don't know. You know, it's, like, a a bad thing. Yeah. There is a lot of association and power with jewelry, for sure. Well, with my ex-fiance, I lost this bracelet that he gave to me, actually. And I never told anyone. This is the first time I've ever told anyone, actually. But when I lost it, I thought that that might mean our relationship would end oh and it yeah. did but i it was many many years later sure but i i mean even just having that thought is crazy mm-hmm. it's like i associate this thing with you know what i mean yeah the fact that i lost it means i don't care enough or whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah that's interesting i actually there's a bracelet i lost years ago where i still think about it and i still try to like see if i can replace it and I did lose it around a time where I was, like, going through, like, a significant, like, party phase. <laughs> I don't know how I lost it. I don't think I was even drunk or anything, but it, it was very significant to me. My mom had this diamond tennis bracelet, and we went to this party, and I put it on her, and, like, you know, end of the night, the bracelet's gone. And, like, when you're young and something like that happens, you just kind of feel like you're mom blames you or you know what I mean it's like it's you know it's super expensive it's not something that I could ever I'm 11 or something I could never make up for it Mm -hmm. and she kept saying that she thought someone stole it and I was like come on like you're so full of shit like you're just saying that because you want to make me feel better that I didn't put it on right or whatever well she fucking found the bracelet at a pawn shop what someone stole it Oh. Yeah. And they pawned it and she got it back. It was the exact same one? It was hers, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It had a broken clasp on it. Oh. You know? Yeah. I wear a lot of turquoise. I'm attracted to turquoise. It's like my favorite stone to wear. But like it's supposed to be like if you... um. Well, if, like, somebody buys you a turquoise piece, it's supposed to be, like, protective. So it's supposed to be, like, if a friend buys you turquoise, it's supposed to protect you. So I buy myself a lot of turquoise. I'm like, I'm my best friend. (laughs) You are your own friend. (laughs) Yeah. That's real. So I do that a lot. Like, I have a turquoise pendant, but I'm not wearing it today. But, like, I'll wear it a lot because it's, like, protective and... I'm not wearing anything. I feel like a little little weird. I I don't even have crystals in my pocket. I think I have some in my purse, but... Mm -hmm. Goldstone, maybe. I didn't there. charge my crystal. Oh, did, we didn't talk about the full moon. Oh, the full moon. Yeah, it is just it still happened. happening? 
Yeah, uh, I think Explain it's over today. Works. I think it's uh, waxing or waning. Let me look. Mm-hmm. I got a chart in here somewhere. I think it started on Friday, no? Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Waning gibbous moon currently in Libra. Um, so. Because this weekend I felt pretty, uh, you know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, intense. I mean, I've been crying constantly, so I understand. No, I didn't feel sad. I just felt like, oh, I need to be. I had a lot of energy to spend for some reason. I think not everyone does feel sad at the full moon. I mean, I think most people probably don't. It's like, uh, you know, they say hospitals and ERs. What do they say? ERs, cops, and bartenders. It's like... Bartenders? Yeah. You get the craziest people coming in. Oh. And like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, everyone wants to drink. Everyone wants to like party and end up getting in fights and like go into the hospital. Yeah. Like people go crazy do crazy crime and yeah, stuff i partied this weekend yeah pretty that's what happens man hard. full moon it's <laughs> manic energy it's like that's how it manifests we hung out on yeah it was fun the other night on friday yeah a little we did have fun yeah it was a late night <laughs> it was fun i went to yoga class she she had a lot of manic energy and she made us dance oh really mm-hmm. mm, that makes sense yeah well um oh can since we're we have a little bit more time yeah let's do it what whatever you're gonna ask the tarot yeah let's read some cards yeah let's read cards all right let's look at it what are you um thinking about what am i thinking about Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to say i guess should i i'll write it should i write it down yeah oh well you don't have to write it down you can just think about it okay i'm thinking about it concentrate on your question Okay. Should it be yes or no? Um, no. Okay. Just a general question. Um, let's see, riffle. Uh they call riffling shuffling. Mm. Uh wash and cut. I'm thinking really hard about this. <laughs> good. I think it'll be good. All right, here we go. We're going to do past, present, future. Huh? Past, present, future. So let's take a look. Um, ooh. I think you are you feel like you've, in the past, maybe carried a lot. There's a lot of swords. So um, I feel like maybe you feel like you've carried a lot or or done done some travel or journeying and um maybe you're ready for that to kind of become more stable okay um then present more swords man uh are are you like torturing yourself mentally over something relational yeah okay <laughs> yeah i think the um the the message is like it's right in front of you and just, just be grateful. Cause it's there. So like, <laughs> it's, it's the four of cups. So okay. it's like the guy's looking 
at the three cups on the bottom. Yeah. And there's one right in front of him and he it's the universe is offering it to him and he's just not even he doesn't even see it's there. So there's something here for me that I'm not acknowledging. Yeah, and I think it's also um it it whatever will be will be. Like I think you kind of have to maybe take a break and just like recognize that it's right there. Because it seems like right now you're fighting, fighting, fighting. You're, I mean, Five of Swords, it feels like maybe you're, you think the fight is over or something. You think it's like defeat. Uh huh. But it's not. You're a five. You're in the middle of it. Oh. <laughs> and so all everything you need for quote-unquote victory mm-hmm. you have really yeah okay, you're just this, not seeing it this kind of does fit in with what i was concentrating on okay let's see how and why you don't have to be specific no it's just the you know the thing that's been like preoccupying my mind yes, the most lately the person you wrote down earlier is that not it this guy yeah yeah okay yeah that's what i assumed it was <laughs> well I'm a simple woman. Okay. okay right. <laughs> so what does that mean? That I I think it means that like you've you've done some fighting for it. You've done some stuff and um and last time you asked me for to read you I you got the 7 of swords too. I think. Okay. So I think you're kind of like doing a lot to yourself. Too much. In your head. Mentally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think maybe it's okay to just be like, it's fine. Oh, yeah. And cups are relationships. So it's like, in your future, we see the four of cups. And it's maybe you're not taking, you're not seeing everything that's there. You're looking at the three cups thinking, man, I wish there was a fourth one. And it's right (laughs) fucking in front of you. So that means that, does this mean that uh, something is coming? I think so. Oh, okay. And you don't see it coming. All right. Yeah. And this one's a journey over water card. Or journey near water card. So that could be especially specific to this person. Journey near water. Like literally. Literally. Hmm. Like maybe one of you lives near water. Maybe both of you do. (laughs) I mean. Maybe both of us do. You know. (laughs) I mean like it's kind of pretty specific. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So that's the future. That's the past. That's the past. So uh, that you've maybe you felt that. Oh. Uh. A lot of journeying. A lot of it's been a lot of to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like too much. Yeah. And then what's the next? Or do you do all three or what? The, yeah, your past is the seven of swords. Your present is the five of swords. And I just swords are fucking mental strife <laughs> and when i look at swords i'm sorry some people probably are like that's not true when i look at swords it is it's th- like whatever all that stuff all well, the journey the swords are always shown pointing downward isn't that indicative of i don't know to uh, me that's not what, always no he's carrying two upright oh but like this i think it's kind of like the seven of swords all this journeying you've done the result of that is like you still feel like you're fighting. 
Yes. It's like, I feel like it's like an uphill battle. Yeah, but it's because in the future, here we have what the result of right now is you not seeing what's there. Oh. You're not seeing the gift that's being offered to you by the universe. Oh, okay. It says dissatisfaction with success. <laughs> what does that Do mean? Do you think that if whatever's going to happen of this, you might still not be happy? Huh. Like a grass is greener thing? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You might have that in your head somewhere and you need to let go. Let go of that. Let go. Let it be a gift. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling at me. Okay. So then. Let's do another one because you didn't get a Majora card. I just want to pick one. I don't know how to use this app. I forgot my cards and. We're using a we're, we're using, using a an app. app, guys. Okay, let's see. Draw a card. Oof, sorry, man. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm looking for a Majora card, though. Okay. It's just more swords, and it's like we get it. Swords. Yeah, the moon. So, the moon. It's in. Trust your instinct. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's here. A lot of water stuff and two pillars. So. You're an Aquarius. Yeah. You understand the car- the water carrier. Oh, yeah. You're the vase, right? Right. You understand how um, hold, trying to hold everything in can be a lot. Oh, and yeah. And look to your foundations and look to structure. It's all about intuition. This also says psychic abilities. So, you know. You yeah. know the answer. Yeah. I get, um, no, I don't know. You don't know. I need to you relax. really feel like you don't know. Yeah, you need to chill. I need you to do relax know. and wait, right? Yeah. The gifts are there for you, for the taking. I had a reading where recently where the woman was like, once you stop caring, this other person will care. It's like, of course. All right. I would love to know that person's sign, but I think you told me before. That's okay. We don't have to do it now. Oh, no, I'll write it down right now. The person I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> really? Uh, well, I mean, it's great. I think it's great. But it's like, for it just for me, I'm not into fucking fairness. I'm oh, not into balance. This sign shit. has to do with fairness. It's the, the scales. No, it's not. I thought Libra was scales. Oh, then you're probably right. <laughs> no, let me look. Uh, this is this the one that we're in right? Yeah, it is. I do get Libra and Virgo confused. Yeah, it, you're right. It's um. Hmm, what's the most compatible sign? Hmm, interesting. Gross. Do you do you read about Chinese astrology ever? Uh, I did when the Lunar New Year happened. Mm-hmm. What do you think right now? Supposed to be a good financial year, huh? For who? For everyone. Isn't, um, is it Year of the Dog right now? Year of the Dog. Oh, I don't know. I'm a tiger. I'm, I'm a, fi- a I'm a fire tiger. I'm a dragon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, does it? <laughs> I like to party. That's about it. I don't know. Yeah, life's a party, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's not the scales, but I don't know what it is. Hmm. I tried to look it up. The maiden. Okay. So, um, I'm wrong. 
About which part? It's not about fairness. Oh. Yeah. It's about he's like a popular person, right? Kind of. Mm. There we go. Socially, you mean? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm kind of popular, but what do I know? I think you are too. I think so. Yeah. Not popular enough to be uh to skip the line of a that nightclub. Sucks. <laughs> that place sucks. I know. I don't know. I'm not into lines either. I just feel like I've been in enough lines at this point in my life. I'm telling you the thing that bothered me the most was that they said they didn't have a drink menu and that I should just tell them what <laughs> I liked and that's, then they'd make insane. me something. And I said, I like citrus, like lemon, and they made me something bitter. And I feel like that is Ugh. not similar. So a lot of a lot of these bars in L. I think there's I think the bar culture in L.A. sucks. Why do you think that is? Because nobody wants to be a bartender. There's better bars than. (laughs) You mean because there's no passion or pride? Yeah, but it's like, why don't you act like a fucking bartender then? No, I just don't think that. I just don't think that the nightlife in LA is that great. You know? What do you think is wrong with it? Or what do you think could be improved? Well, um, there's not a lot of bars where I'm like, oh, I really want to go to this bar because it's fun mm-hmm. because a lot of the bartenders i find are like I mean, they have this like super pretentious type energy like the place i went to last night you know when they they like stir the drinks with these mm-hmm. like really long metal stirrers and, and, they, and they, like, they like do the whole thing it, with their fingers I, I hate that i was, I was like why don't you just shake it why don't you just shake the yeah shake the drink you know and they're like they're like twirling it around like it's mm-hmm. a, like it's an old-timey pharmacy you know like doing like yeah I agree. Well, it the th- I think the I irritating thing about it is that the places where are cool are like that. Right. So it's like if it has some kind of cool vibe or cool decor or whatever, it is like pretentious, stupid, and the bartenders suck. Yeah. But it's like there are like good, cool bars that. Sure. Like, I don't so- know. I love Silver Lake Lounge. I think it's one of the best bars in LA. You think that? Yeah. That's nah, okay. I mean, you go there for comedy. I guess it sucks. But it's like one of the oldest bars and that's cool and it's like a music venue and it I think it played in like the uh Harvey Milk era. I think it had like a big it used to, I think it used to be like a huge gay bar. Like a, Oh really? Yeah, I think it's like a cool Oh that bar. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Akbar's cool. I've never been in it. Oh, it's fun. I've only been outside <laughs> outside of it. It's cool. Where do I go? Jay's bar is cool. I like Jay's. I like the Virgil. The drawing room. You like the Virgil? I like 4100. Uh, 4100 is cool. They, the Virgil took away my favorite drink. Which is what? The East Side. What's that? Some gin, lime, and cucumber drink. Oh. Awesome. Really? Yeah. They stopped making it. Oh. I used to go there all the time. I used to have a friend who bartended there, and she would give me like five drinks and charge me $10. That's dope. Yeah. Verdugo Bar is cool. Offbeat is cool. I've never been to Offbeat. It's cool. The Drag Night's fun. I think the thing that sucks about bar culture in LA is just the LA's the distance is mm-hmm. shitty. Yeah. So you have to like prepare and yeah, walk somewhere, do drive, all the stuff. take a lift. Or, I like Crawford's. Yeah. There's a lot of bars I like. I drink a lot. I I to me I just I like the drinking in New York better because you can walk and just find a place. I'm not a fan of. New York. You're not? Nah, I feel like every time I go, like, when I went out, last time I was in New York, when I went out, it was like, I was there with my college friends, and then my friend 
did this dinner thing and it was like all you can drink and dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, if somebody visits you in New York from California, don't take them to a fucking Mexican restaurant. That's my t- tip number one. <laughs> I don't want to eat fucking Mexican food in New York City. I'm yeah, good. no. No. Um, if you're in New York, you would you like you should try something because there's not a lot of you know Italian food or something cool. Well, like, I'm Latina, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, Cuban. I would get like Puerto Rican food or yeah, you know whatever. something something that there's a something ton of people don't have in California. How about there's that? Puerto Ricans in New York. Not a lot of Puerto Ricans here in LA. Except my my Lyft driver today was Puerto. Rican. He was playing salsa, and I was like, "Are you Puerto Rican?" That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm Puerto Rican, so. They also took me out to Pig and Whistle. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, I did not have a good time drinking in New York. Chicago, drink all day. I've never been there. Chicago? It's humid. You'd love it. (laughs) I don't like humidity. Just go in the fall. It's like either really humid or really cold, right? Go in the fall. It's super nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe I should go for comedy. You should go for comedy. Wait, have you done comedy out there? Yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm planning. Are you going anywhere this year? Uh, a friend on? of mine and I are talking about doing a little summer thing. I'm I'm gonna go to Portland. Yeah. In July. That'll be fun. And I think actually I'm gonna go to Seattle next month. Ooh, that'll be. Really Have you fun. been up there? Not for comedy, but I've been there. Yeah, I went there like five years ago, and it was very interesting. Seattle's awesome. The people were kind of unfriendly. I like it better than Portland. I hate to mention it, but oh, see, I like Portland. I like the fish culture. I think more Seattle. Not a big seafood person. Mm. Yeah. I did I did recreate the uh do you remember in Real World Seattle where that girl got slapped by Steven? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> she you know, she had Lyme disease and she had to leave the house because of Lyme I don't disease. Remember that? Yeah. Is that the season that had the This is in like nineteen ninety two or nineteen ninety three. I don't know, maybe I missed such a long time ago. So the girl she had to leave the house because of her struggle with Lyme disease. That is so funny. <laughs> and she was leaving. She was getting in a cab, and and she, because Stephen, he was the black guy. He was the one black person on this season of The Real World. <laughs> you know how they used mm-hmm. to do that? Yeah. Like one and they, person didn't they have black. one gay guy? I don't think on this. Okay. Oh, so oh, that's see, the that's, that goes into Seattle. this because she was always saying that he was gay, right? Like, and this is before, like, I mean. Obviously, back then, like, it wasn't very, like, mm-hmm. I mean, things people used to say then, you can't say now. Right. Obviously. But she was, like, getting in the car. She's like, Steven, you're gay. Whoa. You're so gay. And then he just, like, fucking, like, bitch slaps her across the face. You don't remember this? No. This is, like, the first, like, bitch slap in reality television. I did not see this. You know. I did just see a fucking puff of smoke come out of nowhere. Did you not see that? Where? In this room. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know I don't, what that means. It's a ghost or some shit. I didn't see it. You didn't see it at all. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, like, I always see things out of the corner of my eyes and I have no idea what they are. It was are. right in front of you. Oh, I didn't see it. And the light keeps flickering, but I think that's just something it's just else. just a light. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm at, at work in the office and I'll see, like, I'll... Is th- maybe this is a neurological guys once again neuroscientists <laughs> no, or is neurologists? It, I think you know what like a floater in your eye is. What is that? If it's like a black dot or a circle, no, not a black yeah, dot. Yeah, th- that's not. Like sometimes I think I'll see like something scurrying across the floor, like a that's little, not a, like a mouse. That's not a but neurological it's not a issue. Mouse. It's not. What is it? That is your intuitive stuff. <laughs> it's a but it's not a mouse. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's just it's like something like going across the room, and I'll see it like out of my peripheral. Yeah, it's just something that is on a different plane. Fuck. You mean it's on, on a different astral plane than what I'm on? I think so. That you're accessing in some way. We need to, you know what we need to do in the future? Go ghost hunting? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going on a ghost hunt. By the way, did you ever see that show on MTV called Fear? No. Oh, yes. To, and I, that, I didn't like that. I don't like, I'm, I didn't I'm like so that. terrified of stuff. We're not doing that. I'm such a pussy. No, I think we should go on some sort of like, have you ever gone on like a meditation retreat? Or, I would love to do that. I want to go on like a silent meditation retreat. I'm down. I did days. a sound bath and it was awesome. I want to do a sound bath too. I got a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Oh High School too. I would like to do that because it's um female vortex, right? A what? A female vortex. Where? Oh, hi. I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. No, but we need to do something where we work on. I don't even know how to describe it. I want somebody to sort of coach me in developing some more of my psychic intuitive abilities. Mm, yeah. Is there I someone think, who does yeah, that? Yeah. Any kind of, I think any kind of meditation, yoga, any kind of um, thing where you get into a state that isn't just conscious, you know? Right. Even like get more sleep, you know. <laughs> I that's a that's a struggle I have. Yeah, I don't sleep because you I'm... like being out because of your past life. <laughs> you don't want to stay home and sleep like that guy no, that kept you in the tower. I, no, I always <laughs> it wasn't a t- apparently it was some sort of a manse. A manse, like a mansion. Like oh, a okay, nice that's mansion. cool. But yeah, that's dope. I'm so glad I had that nice life, you know, <laughs> even though I was inside all the time. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, no, but I, I have this, like, people are always asking me, like, how, how do you have so much energy? How are you, like, because, you know, like, I work during the day. I do mm-hmm. comedy at night. Like, I have a couple side things. I'm in school. I do the podcast. Right. That's, like, a ton of shit. You exercise, too, which most comedians don't. Oh, I do Pilates sometimes. Yeah, that's exercise. Oh, and I just got cleared to go back to yoga by my doctor. Hell, yeah. So that's exciting. Um... And yeah, I do everything. And people are like, how do you, how do you have this energy? And I'm always like, well, it's the fear of failure. Yeah. (laughs) If that makes sense. The only reason I get out of bed every day is because I have anxiety. Yeah. Right. I guess because anxiety, I've had anxiety too. And it it makes you like, you're like, you can't stay in one place. That's why I can't drink coffee. Oh, I drink coffee like twice a day. If I had a cup of coffee right now, I'd need a beer or something. To like counteract yeah. the effect. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm you, sick. You hurt, you I love coffee, but I just can't fuck with it. I think I like the taste more than the effect. I like the taste too. I know this is thrilling for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing <laughs> our opinions on the benefits of coffee. Um. Okay. We have to get going though. All right. You'll come back at some point. I'd love to. I, I think we should do like some sort of like retreat, like a meditation thing. I would love to and do then that. come back and talk about it I and see what really happened. Cool. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. So we're going to plan something. That sounds good. Um, so for the people listening, how do they find you? Um, you can find me online at lisashanu.com. Check out my podcast, What's Your Sign? Yep. An astrology comedy podcast. Or find me on the web at A-S-I-L-N-O-U-X. Yes, on Twitter. and Yeah. Instagram and guys, I'm on Twitter and Instagram also with uh, a handle that I think is outdated because I <laughs> I made it in 2009. It's fixed air Heather, which is a reference to my 
astrological, astrological sign. sign. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. If you just type in unruly Heather Maruli, which is easy. And then I have a, a, a Twitter for the podcast, Unruly Podcast, and uh, my website, unrulymaruli.com, which has all of my upcoming dates. And I have I have dates, and uh, let's see, I'm going to be in Boulder in May, and I'm doing a show in Denver. That's TBD with the venue, but I'm doing it with a Denver comic, so Colorado people should come out to that. That would be fun. Yeah. I love I love Denver comedy. Well, not right now, but <laughs> that's a whole other thing, guys. That's inside baseball. Tune in next week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see you guys. Uh, Thanks for having me. We won't see me. you guys, but you're out there. You're listening to us. <laughs> Please don't find. Thanks me. for coming. Yeah, don't find us. Don't come for us. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Bye. bye. Stop.